Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist, and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, Turning Your Mess into a Beautiful Masterpiece. Happy Monday, everyone. Uh, first of all, I want you to first follow me on Instagram at TamLovesToWrite39. Follow me on Twitter at TamLovesToWrite39. Also, follow me on Facebook at TamLovesToWrite. And visit my website at www.TamLovesToWrite.com. So guys, I wanted to talk a little bit and hope that tonight I can inspire somebody, encourage you, and help you to move forward when you feel like you're broke, lonely, angry, and horny. And so... Over the weekend, I wanted to I want to share about my weekend. Um, I you know work six days a week, well seven if I really be realistic on my own business, because just as much as I put into the effort of the business, the company I work at, I also put it into my own. And so I was having a little bit of um, this woe is me because I told you my biggest feat and my biggest fight is with loneliness. And so I had talked to uh, Lloyd and I immediately realized, um, first off, I'm woman enough to apologize when I walk away from something because that's something that's been taught to me. See, I've been taught to walk away. My mother, um, though I love her very much, um, has taught us a lesson that when something's not where we want it and how we see it and how we and maybe um, that's the mental health issue in it to walk away. Um, the one thing that I'm good at is and the only and I've, I've learned to stay and fight. But when it comes to relationships and whether it's friendships, whether it's love, um, I walk away. And. So you have to take ownership of your behaviors. And so in the, in the transition of me taking the ownerships, it, it hit me differently because I was like, even though I walked away, these gentlemen gave me reason to. People gave me reason to because, you know, the funny thing is, is that my brother said to me over the weekend, but it's hard for you to walk away. That you've been pushed to the edge when you walk away. And he couldn't have, he, he, he was 100% right. Um, a lot of times we are pushed to our breaking point because we practice being patient. I'm a very patient person. I think from a little girl, um, I've always been uh, patient. So I can wait for you to do this and I can wait for you to get yourself together and I can wait for you to fix it. And fix yourself. Because if I love you, I'm all in. Okay? Like, I'm I'm vaseline up my face. I'm going to go through the drama and the trauma because I want to see you win. I want to I wanna see the, end, the happy ending. And when I didn't get those happy endings, and that's even with the relationship with my mother... It, 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 it hit me differently. Um, it hit me differently. 
when I begin to get in the habit of accepting lost. Um, you got to understand that majority of my family, besides my brother and my sister and my mother, died at young ages. They died between the lifespan of 45 and 60. Right? So that's young. Um, they left. And so I got into the habit of three things. Going to funerals. My Uncle Cookie and my Uncle Khaled never made it to... Well, I think my Uncle Cookie made it. She made it to 54. My Uncle Khaled didn't make it to 50. He died of HIV. My Uncle Cookie died of a massive heart attack. Um, my grandmother died of breast cancer. My sisters didn't make it past the age of three. And... So loss is common for me. It's common for me. And so I realized after really weighing out my options over the weekend that I practice living in loss. I expect loss. And I don't know how many people have lived in loss when you've lost so many people and you've lost your friends and you've lost your family and you've lost the ones that have been the monarchs in your lives, like my, the people that I look up to the most are gone. My sheroes and my heroes are no longer here. Do you, do you understand? Hold on a second. I'm going to have to, um, uh, um, y'all, I'm alive. So I practice loss. I practice living in loss and even in relationships, um, even with having one, you know, I thought if I did the good girl thing and I stayed in one relationship and had all my children by the same person that I would live, not practice living in loss, but in reality, loss has been, I lost in that. So I was like, you know what, the next time I'm leaving first. It was a rule that I wrote in my book that I'm leaving him first. I don't care how much I love him. If it, if a red flag says you're going to hurt Tamara's heart and Tamara going to cry, I'm leaving first. I'm leaving first to protect me because I know how it feels to be abandoned from a child. I know abandonment like nobody ever known has ever known it in life. If anything, me and my brother can we they be like, listen, what y'all know about abandonment? Right? Loss. Watching people die. Going to view bodies in the morgue. I know all about that. And for me, it has taught me a valuable lesson. Um, because over the weekend, I mean, I, I, I cried because I was like, here I am preparing for another loss. I, I have not won the battles that I wanted to win. Um, and not so much on my career because my career is pretty decent. But what's missing is I, the fear is because my Aunt Cookie, we had had a conversation two weeks before she died. So my cookie died June 15, 1999. I was pregnant with my daughter, Alice. And she said to me, 
Tamara, my biggest fear is that I die alone. And I die without being a wife. And that should be your biggest fear too. Because it's what you've wanted since you were six years old. You've always wanted to be a wife. And if anybody anybody knows me will know that at six years old, uh, Tamara was like, I'm going to have a husband. I didn't know his name. And he was going to be like Cinderella. I believed in Cinderella because I was poor. Right? It's my favorite fairy tale. All right? It's my favorite fairy tale. Cinderella waiting. I think I've waited my entire 45 years of living. Well, minus, you know, little kid at stage. But at six years old, I knew I wanted to do two things. I wanted to be a wife. And I wanted to be a damn good wife. And I wanted a damn good husband who came on the white horse, which I know y'all all sitting there saying, Tamara, now you know that's fiction, but it's what I wanted. And even if the fiction is the fiction, it's my belief. And so, it's how I wrote Blood Diaries. It's why I wrote Blood Diaries, the book, the novel, because Zenobia was waiting for her. She was in a bad relationship, and I wanted somebody to be rescued because sometimes everybody wants to be rescued. At least once. And I know there's some people like, mm-mm, not me. I, I'm my own Shiro. And I am my own Shiro. I'm good at it. Right? But I want that. I want that. I wanted that. I wanted somebody to say, Tamara, today I'm going to fix it. It's not realistic. But that's what I want. And so, as I was talking to my brother, who is my, my best friend, right? He understands me like nobody nobody in the world does. Um, he said to me, when are you going to stop being in waiting mode? And I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> and I didn't know. And I and I and I was like just having this crying fit on Delaware Avenue. Right? I was on Delaware Avenue and I was having a pity party and I was crying. People had to think I was crazy. It was nine thirty at night. I just came from writing and creating a logo. Somebody was texting me, telling me all the changes they wanted for a logo, didn't know that I was just going through an emotional meltdown. So I was like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have a husband? What it what why is it that the dudes that do me so the dudes and I ain't had a lot of dudes, they still move on and they have their lives and my brother was like, Because they're not afraid to say goodbye. And I didn't I he was like, they just move on. He was like, We men, we you know, she could cook, we gone <laughs> You know? And I think that fear of loss. The fear of moving on to the next one. Because I didn't want to have baggage. My Aunt Cookie was a firm believer that a woman was sacred. That a woman shouldn't have a whole bunch of men. And because she knew from the time that I was a little girl that I wanted to be a wife. She was like, a man won't marry a hoe. I want to just let her know that's a lie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aunt Cookie. I love you, but it's the truth. That... 
that if I lived up to the standard of being a wife, and it was so funny because when I was in a relationship prior to that, I always modeled myself as being a wife, not understanding the, the definition of it, but I watched my, my cousin Angie be a wife without ever getting the ring. And that's no disrespect to her, but it's the truth. She treated the men that she loved like the kings they are. And if that's nothing else that she embedded in me, she embedded a lot of stuff in me, but she treated him like the king. And he made the moves until one day she decided to make her own moves and she went back to school and she went back to the gym and she got a red car and she was reclaiming her life. Guys, how many times... Have we not reclaimed our we have not reclaimed our lives because we're waiting for our Prince Charming, waiting for mama to get it right and daddy to get it right and our friends to get it right and our sisters and, and everybody else to get it right, but we not we in waiting mode. We handling our business, but we heartening our hearts in the same breath because we're operating in loss. We're operating in fear of loss. Which makes us broke, lonely, angry, and horny. We we operate and you know what? As soon as he get his life together. I remember why I stopped speaking to Lloyd and why I shut things down. And I, so I was just like having a major, again, I was depressed. And I my brother was in the hospital sick. And he was saying, you know, I just sure can't wait till I get. And it, it annoyed. At that moment, it wasn't his bad behavior. It was just that very moment when he said, Man, boy, I can't wait till I get out. And I was just, I just screamed to the top of my lungs. I, I don't want to wait for you to get out. I need you now. I need you ASAP. I need you to hug me right now. And you're not here. And I, once again, I am left in waiting mode. I am waiting for you. And my biggest fear of waiting for you is that I still lose in the end. Even though I've done the work of waiting. Somebody know that they've been there and done that. That they they like, listen, if I wait, if I wait, I'm 45. My Aunt Cookie waited for the love of her life to come back. And I, and I know that. She waited for change. Because she thought it would happen. And when it didn't, it left her in a place of depression. And... Again, when you're operating in loss, you become different. Sometimes you come so patient in your loss and understanding of loss and, and that you don't grieve anymore. Your heart is as cold as ice. And sometimes people think you're being cold because you don't love them. It's cold because you fear losing them. I know that death is inevitable. But when you've dealt with people who lose friends and family, some people look at it differently and operate differently. And when they leave, when somebody lives or they find a way to live their best life, they go all out. And But there's those people like me who says, I'm ready to go out there. I'm, I'm diving. But there's some fear factors. Them fear factors suck. They suck. <laughs> like, I'm ready to be in this relationship, and I love this man, and, I, and I'm and i ready. But, wait a minute. 
We got into an argument. He gonna leave. Let me get. Let me pack up my good bag and my um heart and let me get skedaddle so I can leave first. Cause I don't want to. If I leave first, then I set the rules and the tone, and I am not being as hurt, even though I'm hurting. There's one song that I love by Kelly Clark Clarkson. I believe that's her name, and it's called "Because of You." That I don't cross the same side of the walk, sidewalk because of you. I don't. I play things on the safe side so I don't get hurt, and that was a cue for me because that was the story of my life. I've always played on the safe side, and I've always operated in the fear of going the extra mile. Or even I told my brother, I don't know how to date because I'm afraid that even the date gonna go sour. Your fear factors. And because of one person or two people or three people or how many people who have set a tone in my life that says, listen, this ain't going to work out. Because it didn't work out one, two, three, four times. And on the fifth time, I'm scared of shit. I'm scared beyond you, beyond understanding. And I know that a lot of my sister friends and gentlemen understand where I'm coming from. Because some of us and a lot of us are operating in fear factors. We've been dumped too many times. We've been broken too many times. We've been lied to too many times. We've lied to ourselves. We've twisted our own thoughts. Lost hurts too much. Right? There's good and goodbye, but let me tell you, the B-Y-E stings like a mother. Right? It stings like a mother. And I remember saying a couple of two people in my life said to me you're dead to me now listen if you say that to me i believe it okay i told my brother that he started laughing but i'm for real i believe that right when you be like to me i ain't don't say my name i'm dead to you okay you sure you see you and you don't have a second tent there's no retraction for me right that doesn't mean i didn't forgive you it just means i believe it right so if you tell me you're dead to me i take it I, it's all then it, I don't even see you. Right at that moment when you're like, you know what? I don't never want you in my life. You're dead to me. Okay. Okay. And I believe it. And so because I believe it, then all of a sudden you do not, you no longer exist to me. And that's horrible. But I know that the reason that I do it is because I am tired of loss. I am tired of, and I got to get out of operating, and we got to get out of operating in loss because we're losing our blessed life. We're missing out on the things that are so good for us. It's the happiness, and I get it. This world is twisted, and it's, it's at its, it's ugh. But we're missing our best life. We're missing laughing. We're missing loving because of what somebody else did. We're missing out on enjoying ourselves because we fear that we won't fit in we fear more than anything that somebody is going to tell us goodbye and it's inevitable you can't change it you can't erase it but what you can do is live in the moment and not in the loss if you're living in the loss you'll never be able to see past the loss You'll never get out of the confines of it. You'll never go and enjoy yourself. You'll never smile again. You'll, your heart will harden 
and you won't love again. And I, who am Cinder, who wants to have her Cinderella wedding, yes, I planned it at six years old, um, who wants a husband, has to open up her heart and get past the loss. And that's not easy. She also has to me, I'm talking about me, y'all, I also have to forgive again. Because I haven't forgiven lost. Isn't that crazy? I have not forgiven loss. I'm angry at loss. I'm, I'm angry for everything that it has taken from me. From my family members to trust to, to even being close to people. Because Tamara will shut down. Uh-uh. Look like she's thinking about talking about me. Let me get away. It's crazy because I work at a job that I love and uh, it drives me crazy sometimes because it's so much work and it, it but it's it's worth it. Uh, but I like my my coworker to uh, my coworker right. She is the coolest person to me. She's older than me and it's almost as if she mentors me without mentoring me. Um, and we just have great conversation, right? And we're a team. So I you know what you need, what you like seriously. That's my homie, and I never thought I would get close to her. I was actually in, afraid of it. But I'm glad, yes, I'm glad that I, I did, you know. And so um, I almost, when she was like, listen, um, you know, I mean, you know, she, we were having a discussion. And I was like, are you going to leave me <laughs> in my head? Because loss is so real to me. But I, I, if I don't learn to live in the moment, and I, and I hope that I can help somebody today. If you don't learn to start living in the moment. We can't change loss. We can't change goodbye. We can't change um, this person is never coming back again. But what we can change is our behavior and enjoy the time that we are with those people and open up our hearts to be free, to be receptive to the things that we deserve. Sometimes some dudes are just a date so you can realize that you're human again and you can have some companionship. He may not be husband material. We know that. Sometimes it's just for the free meal and a good time. It's okay. I'm not talking about just I'm not talking about having sex, but it just may be what you need to feel like you're human again. Right? Or that you're just relatable to somebody. Um sometimes you have to let go of things that hurt you, right? In the heart. Because some things are on repeat for us. I noticed that with me and my brother, there's wounds that that are open in our lives that is on repeat. It stands on repeat. It's just, it just plays because truth is we love the person that we love, that is our parent, but it hasn't, things haven't changed. Behaviors haven't changed. And it, to the point where I used to, I heard this before, this, this old Jewish lady told me this and I loved her. I loved her to death. She said to me, that the more you allow somebody to repeatedly hurt you, she said, I never give a person another chance to hurt me because I need to forgive them. And the more that you give them a chance to hurt you, the less that you forgive, the less that you find it in your heart to forgive. So you have to make some rules and regulations. And so that's where the situation is. Sometimes you can love somebody so much, but if they continuously hurt you, Sometimes you have to love them from a distance. And not because you fear them, but you fear the loss of ever loving them again. 
sometimes I, I there's a scene in Juanita that I I think plays in my head all. Sometimes she said that the lady asked her, "Why did you leave?" Because I don't want to hate the people I love the most. I left certain situations and certain people um, because I didn't want to hate them because I knew what it was like to hate somebody. I hated one person in my life. And I mean literally hated that person. And I know what it felt like and I know how it can change your heart and how it can harden your heart. How it, how it still has an impact on me to this day. Right? Because I didn't, I couldn't find forgiveness. Because the person at one point that I love the most, I wound up hating the most. And that can happen. Um, a lot of times, even with Lloyd, as much as I love him, there was times that loneliness overtook me so much that I said that I have to leave him so I won't hate him. And I won't despise him. Because he left me. And he'll never get that because I can never teach him that. He will have to see that for himself. He will have to understand that for himself. He will have to understand that I have to protect me at all costs. Because I know how, it, I think that the next blow would, would damage me. It would destroy me, so I have to protect me. But in another breath, I got to... I, in another breath, I have to open my heart again. You know, I have to open my heart again. I have to love without a fear. And I, and I hope that I can encourage you today that move out of your way. Move out of your way. It's not about career and making money because you know what? A lot of times, especially for women, we move out of our way. We move out of our way. We don't, we don't allow love. We don't allow love, uh, I'm sorry, the love of our jobs, the love of our money, stop us from getting our coins. Some of us, right? Some of us grind harder so that we can ignore love. I know that's my factor. People like you, <laughs> my brother told me I work like a Jamaican, I work like six Jamaicans with everything to lose. And he doesn't even realize that's the truth. I work hard so that I don't, sometimes I have to avoid what I feel in my heart. Sometimes I work hard because, well, <laughs> my coins. But, because <laughs> I need, I want to be at a certain level in my life, but I don't worry about finances. But I want to be at a level where I don't worry about love. That I know, that I can wake up and say that it's genuine. And I'm not just talking about the love of God. And, I, and I'm still working on that, right? But I'm really talking about the love of people. I don't want to fear it anymore. And I don't want to live outside of the moment. Because sometimes I'm on the outside because I allow loss to lock me in. I allow fear of it and fear of what it's done to me in the past and how it damaged my heart. You know, when my Aunt Cookie passed, I, it was almost as if it was a terrible chapter. That ended. When my uncle died, it was a terrible chapter in my life. Where I, I just felt like, are you serious? The best things that had, could have ever happened to me. With all their flaws. But I can guarantee that they loved me unconditionally. They wanted the very best for me. Because they allowed 
They took care of me when no one else did. And so I know that when I lost them, I lost some peace of me. I stopped loving the same way because that loss hurt and then I lost my grandmother and I lost and the loss was hitting me so much that it strangled me. Because you gotta remember at a young age I experienced seeing my sister in a coffin. It's both of my sisters. At a young age, I was I couldn't have been no more than four. I'd went to my first funeral versus playing with a doll. And I experienced a bit abandonment. And I experienced the things that that have made me over. But if I don't allow myself to make me over, to say that if you don't catch the moment, you'll miss the moment, you'll miss the time. Because I've lost so much time because I've grieved and grown and watched hurt and and wallowed in hurt and, and pain and broke and lonely and angry and horny. But if you don't let go. I am the queen of waiting for my Prince Charming. And I don't know if it's a little late. I wanted, and, and let me be real, in my heart I wanted to be him. But in my, in another part of me, I wanted where somebody will just literally take care of me and be, and really be in the staying power. Like, I wake up, I'll be like, oh, oh shit, he really here. <laughs> oh, he leave. <laughs> Oh my God, he ain't leave. I just be want to call people and be like, listen, somebody's here and he ain't leave. He ain't go, he ain't go to jail. Um, he went to work and he actually came back. Like, and he likes to come back. Hey, check this out. And he taking me to dinner. Check this out. I'm not hanging solo dolo or I'm not the third wheel. Oh shit, that's hot for me. And so... I get it, guys. And so, thank you for listening today. This is my half an hour podcast. Um, you can always catch me um, when I feel like podcasting or listen to my past podcast. But a couple of things that I want you to do today is I want you to be kind to yourself. I want you to be kind to others. I want you to support a local business or a local author. I want y'all to support me and, <laughs> and go buy a book. Or if you need a graphic designer... I'm pretty dope. Yeah, I can say that about that. Like, there's things in life that I don't, I don't want to say brag, but I am so good at graphic design, and I'm getting better every day. Because in graphic design, you really have to have confidence. Because people will shoot your ideas down in a heartbeat. And in writing and graphic design and being creative, you really, really have to have your confidence up. And so, I'm learning to do that. So, guys, I'm pretty good. Go on my website, www.tamlovestowrite.com. Read a blog written by me. Listen to a past podcast, either on Anchor, on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on Apple. I'm on iTunes. I'm all over the place. And I want to thank you guys for helping me reach 9.1K thousand listeners dopeness thank you guys thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you but guys again listen to me be kind to yourself be kind to others support a local business or author guys support 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 your favorite charity um guys check out www.ourcrossinc.org check out www.forourdaughtersinc.org guys 
support, support, support your favorite. Oh, www sweet buffalo. Oh, so many charities and organizations and things that are going on. So, guys, again, thank you for listening. Chime in. Let me know your thoughts. So, let's not wallow in loss, but live in love.